I'm the Impair Grappler. Welcome to my podcast. Today's episode is another rollcast. I recently went up to the Gold Coast and got a chance to spend uh, some time with Jason Robig at his Academy Access Jiu-Jitsu there. So yeah, Jason was very gracious to allow me uh, the honor to be able to roll with him and also learn from him at his school while I was up there. So it was a good experience and yeah, I would recommend anyone going to the Gold Coast to check out his gym up there. Um, we, we touched on a lot of things like his uh, Hickson and Cron Gracie influences and connection and invisible jiu-jitsu, all that sort of stuff, as well as injuries and what's coming up with the Jiu-Jitsu Federation of Australia. And yeah, we, we touched on a few things like that. So I hope you guys enjoy this rollcast and we'll catch you on the other side. Oops. Hi guys. I'm the Impaired Grappler, welcome to my podcast. Today's guest is Jason Robig, who is a Hickson Gracie representative in Australia. Um, his school access academy on the Gold Coast. Um, and he's also the Australian uh, representative of the uh, Jiu-Jitsu Global Federation. Oh, I think I got that right. <laughs> um, so welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. So um, yeah, we're just gonna, we rolled um, yesterday and we're gonna just, or the other day, we're gonna have a look at that roll and discuss it and everything. So. Sure, yeah, no worries. So yeah, let's um, have a look see. See that all right? Yep. Right, so start standing. So it's a bit hard to base out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a pretty good roll. Um, yeah, I'm trying to get side control. But your your feet, your hooks are just were just everywhere. <laughs> yes, yeah, it was good to the, to feel the invisible jiu-jitsu, the connection that you had as well. So like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty good um, concepts. I was trying to. I was using my defences and you were using my defences against me. Yeah. So I was like, hold on. To put yeah. yourself in a better in better position. Yeah. Yeah, it's always like you um, you're trying to use some sort of like weight. Mm. Uh, something that Kong used to say all the time was you, you need to apply weight to the top of your opponent even you know when you're on the bottom. Mm. So yeah. you know, it can be done with your legs and your arms and so I'm trying to kind of do that all the time. Yeah. Well, I'm always on the bottom, so I'm always trying to do that too. <laughs> it's taken me a long time to learn, sort of figure that out. But um, yeah, it's an endless journey. Like here, I try to get your arms on the ground and you just put your hips straight into my ribs. And yeah. <clears throat> anchor, <laughs> anchor that down. I was like, yeah. Yeah. And so then when you when you got this cross choke on me, yes, I couldn't. Yeah, I, was, I couldn't even breathe anyway, so I just I pretty much tapped pretty quickly. Yeah. Quicker than I normally do. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I'm usually comfortable in that position, but not, not, not this time. Nice. Yeah, I usually use my legs to hold your legs and hit yeah. down. Yeah, but yeah it's yeah, a different sort of feeling. Yeah. I know that feeling from um, 
from Cron and Hickson yeah. uh, as well, you know, it's just yeah. like a house and you just you just want it to quickly end. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I even felt that with Chris Burns and yeah. like, even like, um, but then you, you feel, um, because I'm, I'm doing one arm, I've got yeah. my role with Prano and I've role with Ramal and Hawaii, it's yes. just the same thing. Yeah but without the pressure. They're yes. just doing full technique and wrapping up. Yeah, so there's right. sort of like a, there's two, yes. there's an invisible weight and then there's the 100% technique and they're both, yeah. but when you put them together, um, yeah, it's for sure. crazy. your guys around here as well, They're, a few of your guys are pretty good. Yeah, yes. thank you. Um, yeah, none, none of this wrapping, wrapping the gear around the neck. And no, the, it's, all, the, um, it's all very fundamental, sort of very basic, hmm. nothing, not, nothing too fancy. Not too grippy and stuff. Yes. No, I, I couldn't do a better bowler if I yeah. tried, so yeah. I steer away from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be... Like when you get a bit older, it's, it's not like you can't do that no more. Yeah, yeah. That, that's right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, the mobility sort of yeah. tends to go a little bit more. And here, nice. I, I got it. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> 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 that's, that's just being that's a gracious, cool. gracious host. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's the thing, like. Like if you're you're a black belt and you teach and then it's like oh, I can't let my students beat me, but it's like how are they going to learn? Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it's, you, I think it's important that you you give them a little bit and um, share your your space with them as well. Yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah, they're just not going to learn. You know, they need to sort of like feel where they're at as they're going as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, like you know, my instructor does that too. But yes, yeah, no point smashing, smashing this. No, 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 no def definitely yeah. not. No. Yeah, you're back on the mountain again. Again, I try to get your arms on the ground and he just switching over, switch overs, try something different. <laughs> Yeah, you can tell. You can tell when you're rolling with someone good. They're just like they, they'll get the same position and do like ten different moves. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Okay. Look at you once, choke. The second time, armbar. Third yeah. Time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good fun roll. I'm not, not sure if it's still practical. Still going a little bit. Oh, is that it? I might have been. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's let it go. There's another roll after. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. Uh, so yeah. All right. Julius, so uh, I've got some questions here I'd like to ask now. So um, so basically, um, what what started you in jiu-jitsu? What was your initial? Reason was it 1996 that you started? Um, no, it was a little bit later than that actually, sort of around the 2000s. Okay. <laughs> um, 
I was doing uh, more of the traditional Japanese arts at the time, and um, I was about to move over um, to Japan. And a friend that I'd met here was a judoka in Australia. He was mm -hmm. over here for a holiday. Um, uh, had put me on to another friend of his uh, in Japan while I was over there. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, hey, this guy's going to a jiu-jitsu academy uh, in Tokyo. Um, I'll tee up a uh, meeting with you guys and he'll take you to the academy. So um, that happened. And um, I met up with this guy and the academy happened to be Axis. And um, yeah, I went in and had my sort of first session. And, uh, uh, you know, like I had groundwork um, beforehand mm. with traditional jiu-jitsu. And uh, I had a lot of judo friends, so, um, you know, we dabbled in a lot of meiwaza and everything before. Yeah. Um, so I had like a fairly fundamental, basic um, game yeah. that um, put me in a good position to, to, to sort of survive. And, and then I... Uh, had this one guy, um, Cristiano Kamanishi, who um, was a purple belt at the time. Mm -hmm. And um, I think Tucker back then had given him the nod to come and um, touch me up a little bit. Because <laughs> I was the, kind of the typical beginner of like using way too much strength. And yeah, um, yeah and he basically just wiped the mat with me. Mm -hmm. And I was just blown away. So um, I was sold after that. Yeah. I just couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's right. yeah I, I did traditional Japanese, but yeah, from I think 90s, around the late 90s, yeah. so 96, 97. Yeah. But yeah, then like, at the end of class, you do five minutes on the ground. But yeah, yeah then, then you go to it. Then when I started doing the normal, like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, it was like way different. Okay. Yeah. Well, what I learned on the ground, like apply pressure there, yeah. they'll open their guard. Like, yeah. Oh, wait, that doesn't happen. So, yeah, a little, bit just, a little bit more technical than that. Yeah, it's just, why, am I, why, why are you putting pain on? <laughs> why are you causing pain? We're, trying to, we're training here, yeah? So, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so in terms of injuries and like, what, what are the worst injuries you've had and what have you learnt? What are the biggest lessons you've learnt in? Um, um, rolling and teaching as well. I think in the early days, um, you know, everyone's guilty of using way too much strength and power and speed and sort of like unnecessarily. So I think my biggest lesson was obviously discovering that, um, you know, the need to actually slow down so you can feel the technique a little bit more. Mm. Um, and all my injuries have pretty much come from the early belts where you are using a little bit too much of everything else mm. you shouldn't be using. So I've had shoulder surgery. Um, I've had like a full, full reco on my shoulders. I've had bilateral knee surgery from meniscal tears. Mm -hmm. And that was all from turning my knees into the sort of like goggle platter positions. Yeah. And then the guy stacking yeah. me, me pushing away. So um, yeah, but uh, I think after you have those injuries, you start to get a little bit smarter in the way you roll because mm. you kind of like start to protect those areas of your body and yeah. as a result, um, you kind of just get smarter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the kind of thing, like when you get older, it's like, if only I knew this when I was younger. <laughs> if only. Yeah, that's right, exactly. Yeah. exactly. I, I had this brain in my younger body. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yes. And, and it's like helping teach. And like with regards to teaching, um, yeah. To your school, so has, has teaching actually helped you um, understand your teachers better? Oh, definitely. I think teaching, even uh, like I got Tucker's blessing to open up the first um, access school internationally, so I was only a purple belt then, okay. and 
coming back to Australia as a better dog. There actually wasn't that many yeah. on the Gold Coast. I think there was like Daniel Lima, Vincent so Perry. Away from the Gold Coast? Yes. Yeah. And um, so Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was really young here yeah. at that time. Yeah. Um, but I think it's one of the best things that anyone can ever do mm. is if you ever get a chance to to coach or if your you know coach gives you that opportunity mm. um, yeah I'd highly recommend taking that because as you're teaching you need to understand mm. the deep deeper part of the technique to be able to yeah. translate that to the students so mm. um, teaching definitely um, Deepen my my knowledge of the technique for sure. Okay. So, um, with regards to when you met Hickson, mm. like your understanding of connection pre and post Hickson, like yes. can you describe the difference? Um, yeah, look, uh, Taka is one of the most amazing, and in my in my mind still today, one of the most incredible coaches. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, he's a Hickson Gracie black belt, and. Um, you know, but his teaching style is his own as well, even though Hickson has influenced, influenced his teaching. So um, from Tucker, I probably got a very sort of um, fluid game and the ability to kind of like float over and flick around a little bit more, probably a little bit more fancy, which is kind of, I think, very typical at that purple belt stage. You're really yeah. starting to experiment with mm -hmm. um, a lot of different techniques. Um, but when Tucker first took me to the States to meet Hickson, Cron um, I think was only 14 or 15 at the time. And um, uh, to feel what Hickson sort of um, did to me in relation to like just trying to stabilize myself even in his guard with him using no hands at all, was just like out of this world. I've just never felt anything like it. So. Yeah, to answer that question, pre and post, um, when you feel it, f feel that from Hickson, the man himself, mm. um, you know, it just, it, it impacted me so much that I just wanted to let go of everything else and really just bring myself back to those, uh, you know, ground roots, fundamentals mm. of just strengthening that and trying to understand connection for a start and try and implement the connection to my game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, so Hickson, a few weeks ago, got his red belt. Yeah, so amazing. Like to, uh, Bit of a surprise for him as well, Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty cool to see, but yeah, um, yeah that was amazing. So how, how did that make you feel? Like having a red belt grandmaster now is your... Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, he's, um, he's one of the most humble guys that you'll ever come mm. across. I mean, he's, he is the guy. Yeah, you know, but um, yet he's um, one of the most humble humans mm. you'd ever come across. So he's obviously, um, you know, very deserving of it. And I mean, yeah, and I think most people have seen that and how humble he was mm. in receiving it. He didn't even want to take it. Yeah, exactly. It. Well, and Horian said, oh, the, now you have a red belt, you can make up your own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's yeah, like, exactly. okay, so with the Jiu-Jitsu yeah. Global Federation, and uh, you're a part of, you're the Australian rep, um, yeah, for that. So, uh, what's the latest with regards to? Uh... Um, I think the latest news is obviously you know, Hickson has a vision with the Global Federation, and that vision is to kind of create a jiu-jitsu community that suits everybody and not just the athlete. Um, so he has a new format with um, the Hickson Gracie Cup. I mean, the Hickson Gracie Cup so far has only been held in Japan, mm -hmm. um, but the first one 
with the new format. The rules, um, yeah. It will be held in New York in September. Uh, and I think his plan is to have one, you know, um, about four, I'm not too sure exactly, but um, you know, maybe one of the states, Brazil, Japan, Australia. Mm -hmm. um, so we created the, um, um, the JJFA, the Jiu-Jitsu Federation of Australia. Um, that's, a, that's, you know, in conjunction with um, Hickson's Federation. Yeah. And uh, looking forward to hosting that Hickson Gracie Cup probably in Melbourne next year. Okay. Um, and that format has, like, a self-defence um, competition in it. I think it'll be more like an expo, so it'll run over sort of three or four days with the expo yeah. being one day, with educational programs on, um, you know, academy owners being able to tap into different resources mm. and um, student retention and business planning and things like that. Um, and also with this self-defence um, competition, you know, Hickson wants to open it up for everybody that doesn't, you know, have the, the desire to get in there and like go hard mm. in the traditional sense. Um, so it'll be an exhibition of self-defense skills and, um, you know, that's... So, so how will the, how will the rules kind of work? Like? I think the rules will be pretty much the same, except that there'll be penal penalties in stalling, yep. so gripping and stalling. So yep. if you have a grip, you have to be very proactive with mm. the grip and be okay. advancing the position. Yeah. Whereas if you, I had like two sleeves and a spider yeah. guard and I'm just stopping you from advancing your game, mm. you will so start... So I've got a grip on your neck, but I'm using that as head control and stuff. Yes. That's, yeah. yeah, and you're trying to actually, yeah. you know, actively okay. advance, then that's all cool. Uh, the point system as far as passing, you know, everything will pretty much remain the same. Yeah. Um, and um, I believe no advantages. Mm. But I think Hickson is right in the sense that, uh, you know, you either pass the guard or you don't. Yeah. You either get the choke or you don't. So um, he's um, cancelling out the advantages. Mm. So it's it creates activity. It's a self-defence zone. So it's, like, it's not about offence. It's not self-offence. So you shouldn't be given... Yeah, you should be given... Um, shouldn't be given points for almost being, getting almost someone. getting someone when yeah. the guy defending has done way better to defend the almost being exactly, chased. So exactly. I mean, like if like you're on the bottom, points, yeah, yeah. If you're on the bottom of the mountain, you get out of the mount. That takes a lot of skill mm. to do that. Yeah. So, um, yes. So along those lines, mm. that's how it's going to work. Yeah. Um, just like you do, you do with the Gracie. Uh, the combatives and all that as well, so? Yeah, I mean, we uh, we try to stick to the original format of self-defence that was created by Helio. Um, I think, obviously, the most common, commonly known one by the, the Gracie brothers is the Gracie Combatives <laughs> program. It's like a street street defence program. Um, I think everybody saw Hickson's interview with the boys in relation to, you know, um, with Pedro. With Pedro yeah, and, you know, the importance of bringing self-defence yes. back into Jiu-Jitsu because Hickson explains it as, you know, Jiu-Jitsu is going this way and now it's kind of like going off mm. on a different tangent. Mm. So he wants to bring back the reality of Jiu-Jitsu and bring the importance of self-defence back into it. Um, so, uh, you know, I think the Gracie Combatish program is, is, is excellent. And, it's probably the um, best, it's, best for beginners especially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Everyone should learn those basic, yeah. basic moves if yeah. you're doing it for like 10 years. 100%. Yeah. Jiu-Jitsu's got to work, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, just uh, one final question. I just want to know, did you ever have any um, 
epiphanies in jiu-jitsu. So like one day you were, um, you were like this, and then the next day, then something clicked, and then the next day you're like, oh, more, a different um, practitioner. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so that happened for me, obviously we fixed in the first time, yeah. but when Kron was uh, 20, he came over here um, and stayed with uh, me for two weeks. We had a mutual friend here and um, uh, we ended up by hiring this beautiful big house that my friend got and um, you know we took the mats up there and put the mats down mm. in the garage and trained every afternoon. And for me, um, you know, what Kron did to me and what I couldn't do to him that I could do to everybody else mm. It was really just like a light bulb moment for me. It was like whatever he's doing, it felt like it wasn't jiu-jitsu, you know? Whatever I was doing before, this was something that was completely different. Like, so there's, yeah, there's yeah. different levels. And yeah. So, I mean, um, you know, I asked probably, he got sick of me by the end of it because I think I asked so many questions. Yeah. But, you know, the way he explained the connection and the relationship between the opponent, the ground, and... Mm. Um, and himself in relation to very basic fundamental um, movement and and you know connected weight and weight distribution. That was really a wake up moment for me. Mm. After that, you know, I pretty much concentrated all of my time in doing exactly what he was doing. So okay. that was a real light bulb moment for me. Yeah. Awesome. So is there anything? So what's coming up? Uh, we've got Hickson coming down in August. Hickson's so coming in August. He arrives uh, on the 15th and um, he's doing a seminar on the Gold Coast. Um, then one in uh, Melbourne on the 20, Wednesday the 23rd. Um, Sydney on the 26th. And uh, the Gold Coast one, I think, is the Saturday the 19th. Um, the 20th. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, like the East Coast tour. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah, it was awesome, yeah. awesome last year. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be, you know, sort of sharing his bit of his invisible jujitsu this time, and yeah. uh, it's, it's going to be. It's, well, it's good. Really good. He's, yeah, he's getting a bit more involved as well. Yeah, that's and right. So yeah, it's yeah. Good to see him out there. And yeah, spreading it's a huge, the word. huge thing for him to to be, um, you know, coming all the way out here and sharing the knowledge, and you know, he's really very passionate about jujitsu and. Um, and bringing the reality of, you know, jiu-jitsu back to life that's as far it. as self-defense is concerned. And bringing Helio's vision. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. The 100%. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll put links to your school yeah. and your website and all that. And cool. Yeah, put info on the tour and that. So Yeah, beautiful. All right. Thanks very no much, mate. Thanks for doing it. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. Great pleasure. Yeah. And, yeah, we'll yeah, probably be out in a... Probably have a couple of weeks. Okay, yeah. yeah. Too easy. Keep yeah, it posted. So we'll do. Yeah, All sweet. Right. Sweet, thanks. Oops. That's All great. Right. See you guys. <laughs> Alrighty guys, I hope you enjoyed that rollcast with Jason Robig. Yeah, he was a very gracious host at his school Access on the Gold Coast. So if you're ever up there, make sure you check it out. Um, yeah, his his group of guys and girls up there were were very uh, hospitable as well and yeah. They, they do the, the good old school self-defense jiu-jitsu, which is my, my favorite. So, yeah, be sure to check out his website and what's coming up with the Jiu-Jitsu Federation of Australia. The links will be in the description below. And, yeah, hit that like, subscribe and share, and we'll see you next time. Peace.